Welcome to the Coach Thyself Podcast. I'm back here again with my guy, Max Lieberman. And we got a very special guest today, y'all. A coach to women who want to change themselves. She's making more black and brown women rich. She is a powerhouse champion of the world. Chandra Lopez Brooks. Give it up, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Demo. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Max. Nice to see you too. Thank you, Chandra. It's really yeah. nice to meet you. Yes. Thank you. Um, and right before we, uh, you know, we started this recording, you were you were talking about your mission that Demo kind of alluded to about um, making more black and brown women rich. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me more. Talk to us a little bit more about that because you were saying some awesome stuff before we got started. Okay. Well, I coach women who are starting a business, who have a current business. They want to build up their revenue. They want to build up their visibility, their marketing, their branding. Um, but I, you know, the whole purpose behind it is to help them make more money and have deeper pockets so then they can be more impactful in their communities and in politics. That's my whole purpose behind why I'm a business coach. So what I try to focus on is really getting down to results. So anybody I work with, it's about, okay, how can we look at your whole business and figure out how we can make this profitable, right? Because why have a business if you're not, if, if it's not a profitable business, right? Mm -hmm. If that's just an expensive hobby, right? So we might as well make sure that you have your systems in place, you have marketing, you have branding, you know how to sell, you know how to price, you're pricing properly, all of that. So I, I go in, kind of look at the whole business, see how we can make some adjustments, um, and then also help people build a business that is going to be profitable and that's going to, that's going to want to, sorry, I'm recording as well, um, a business that is going to make money and that's going to be impactful. Um, so the whole reason behind it is that I came from politics. I came from community. I came from politics um, before I jumped into entrepreneurship about five years ago. And um, what I seen is that you know, when I was in politics and community is that the politicians or the candidates were going to people with money. And it's usually were white people, a lot of white people with deep pockets, they were going to them and they're the ones that had the ears. They're the ones that had the influence on the politicians and on these charities, on these boards. And, and, and this is what, how, this what affects our communities. So I said, okay, what if I had a say so and went more women becoming leaders Right, that's where my sit at the table or be on the menu TED talk came from. Uh, what if we have more women who are leaders in positions on boards, commissions, CEOs, executive directors of organizations? But then now also, I took it to another level, have more women CEOs, more women CEOs, and then another level is more women CEOs making money. Um, so my whole my my whole purpose is to put women in positions of power. And it, mm. Mm. yes, that's big time. That's big time. That's Shana. where that came that. from. I love that. Do you find it? What do you find is the hardest struggle in that process? The day to day, give us like a day to day struggle. You see, it's one you're going to have to work through and then give us one of the major ones that yeah. you feel puts stress on your um, timeline on the daily. Well, the major what's really hard is dealing with mindset. Right. And I think you understand this demo a lot. Right. It's really 95 percent of it is your mind and your belief and your confidence in yourself and who you believe you are. 
to get women to that next level. So I do a lot of work on mindset. So it, it, it can get frustrating when it takes a long time to work and coach people to finally believe that they have something right that they have the power that they have some influence and power or they have a really good business idea it take you know it, it it really takes time sometimes i'll work with somebody for a whole year and then it, it snaps a year later yep. <laughs> right like after i'm done with them it snaps later like it all processes and it all comes together but that's kind of one of the hardest things to get through is is that yeah. So, Chandra, what did it take for you to step into your power? Because uh, it sounds like, you know, when you help others get there, that's obviously really rewarding, but it has to start with with that journey of self. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know with me, and this is why I believe in coaching so much, it was coaches. I've kept a coach for the last six years on payroll um, because I need a coach. And I think, you know, this Max Demo, you know, this, when yep. you have a coach, whether it's physical coach, mental business, you are working and you are performing at high levels. When you are not with a coach, you're, you're kind of mediocre, right? You're kind of mediocre. You're just floating by, right? You're just getting by barely. But when you have a coach in your corner, that's uh, 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 that you can pick up the phone and call at any minute that you can go to the gym with and do some exercises with. You are on a whole nother level. Than you know everybody. what that's called, Chandra? What is it? It's called accountability. Exactly. Accountability. <laughs> exactly, Demo. You know that's what that's called. that is, right? Mm. Accountability mm. to stay on your game. How crazy is it we got to pay for accountability? Because people underestimate accountability because when you don't, it stems back to what you first said. What was the root of this? The root of this was mindset confidence they're not believing in themselves maybe you're from nothing and you're not believing that something is achievable yeah all right yeah exactly no i mean we we are programmed from the time we're babies mm. on how we grew up in our households where we did we grow up saying time is money or you have to work hard to make money right that's something we've always mm -hmm. thought you got to work hard to make money right. you work 12 15 2500 hours a week to make a lot of money when that is a lie. Like you just, you find your passion and your talent, right? And the money will follow. You gotta identify that gift. Yeah. And the hardest part is identifying the gift. That's yes. the first thing. You know, I talk about this in my D training course. You gotta identify the gift. And from then, now you have to cultivate that gift. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So a lot of times you may not have the right environment to identify that gift. You may not have the right coach. To exactly. identify that gift that gives you the accountability to when you not believing in thyself, they push you and they keep you going to right. continue to find that gift. Yeah. So I feel you on that. Got to have a coach. But let's jump ahead. Yeah. Let's say let's say you got the coach. What's still keeping them? What They're on board. They're making consistency. Yeah. They're making strides. But, you know, we're all human. It's like mm -hmm. a New Year's resolution. You're going to have right. it, but you, you don't really want it genuinely. So you burn out and you didn't stop doing it. So how do you, how do you keep them motivated through those times? If maybe they're in it for the wrong reasons. Well, I always tell them this is a marathon, not a race, right? Because people want instant gratification. People want instant success. They want instant recognition, 
um, everything, right? They want to blow up on social media. They just want to be known quickly. And sometimes they're comparing their level one to my level 10, right? Or my level five or somebody else's level five. So I always remind them you are starting, right? This is a marathon, not a race. Keep your eye on the prize that there is no overnight success. It takes time to get there. It takes work. But if you don't put in the work and you fall off, right? So you put in the work for a little while, you fall off and you have to get right back on the horse, put some more work in and then fall off. You are just wasting so much time, right? Yeah. But if you just stay consistent and stay the course, you're going to get there faster, yeah. Yeah, right? You have to understand the journey. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how I motivate them to keep going. But that's another reason why you need a coach, because if you don't, you fall back into a slump. Right. You get back into a slump. Some people are can coach themselves. I'm at a point in my career where I could coach myself now. Right. I don't necessarily need to pay. Now I pay for more strategy. I don't need anybody to pump me up. I don't need anybody to remind me who I am. I don't need to need that anymore. Right. I needed that in the beginning. Right. I used to have a coach that told me, Chandra, borrow my confidence. And then I use that with my clients. If you don't have confidence right now, you're borrowing mine because I'm telling you, you, you're the shit, okay? And you know how to run this business. You are an expert at this. You, you do this well. Like you have, sometimes you have to borrow that confidence from your coach in order to win. And then eventually you get to a point where you don't need it. You can get yourself through situations. You don't need a whole lot of mindset work. So now I pay for coaches. I pay more for strategy. Mm. For Consistency builds confidence. You know, oh, and, sure. and and success is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if that's not a lifestyle, a if you choice. ain't really about this life, you ain't about this work. Right? Success is a choice. Success, yeah. success is a choice. It's up to you whether you want it or not. Hey, today's the day, Max, that Chandra's got to talk about that coach thyself. We ain't coaching yourself anymore. It's coach thyself. From now coach on, we got to bless her. Sometimes yes. I'm not thyself. I got to watch thyself. <laughs> So, Chandra, yes, is is this kind of about building the right habits and mm-hmm. and, and skill set? Because you mentioned that at the beginning you had uh, it was challenging to you know motivate yourself, but now you've kind of gotten to this point in your career where you know how to do it, and it's more yeah. you know, quote unquote intuitive. Is mm-hmm. that because you've built the right, right foundation through habits? You know what was it that brought you to this place? Yeah, I've, I've built habits, right? Where I've worked on my business almost every day for the last six years, whether I'm on vacation or not. It's something I love so much. It's really hard for me to walk away from it or take a break from it. Um, but I've built habits to know that I got to do this work in order if I want my business to grow, right? I also have to, to do a lot of mindset on myself every day. I have to catch and switch thoughts. So if I have a negative thought, I know how to automatically switch it out. I know how to automatically turn it around, right? And catch it to be like, oh, you're tripping, Chandra. Stop ta- thinking like that. Okay, no, you, you, you're you stressing because you want to make a certain amount of money this month. And you're like, it's not going to happen. Don't say that. You have to say, yes, it is going to happen. And I'm going to do it this way. So yeah, a whole lot of habits that I've had to change, right? There's a, I, there's a lot of things that I can't do. There's a lot of things that I that I do. Reading, podcasts, things that I fill my brain and my mind with every day. The people I'm around, 
right? The people that I talk to every day, all that makes a difference in my success. So it's definitely changing your surroundings, changing your daily habits, changing who you're hanging out with (laughs) and who you're talking to on a regular basis. You have to be able to feed it because if you don't feed it, you're going to be on an island by yourself and then you're just going to fall off and fall back into doing whatever you were doing before, whether it's going back to a job, not working on your business, wasting time every day, going to hang out and drinking instead of focusing on your business. There's so many things that you have to you have to be dedicated to and you have to be disciplined in order to run a successful business. Changing your yeah. thoughts, changing your life. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. That's big time. What do you, so, so Chandra, now that you got them on board, but we went through it, they're on board, they're in it for the right reasons, they're locked in. How would you mentally prepare them to attack their biggest obstacle in their process? Let's say they're jumping from level one to the next level. And in order to get through that, over that big hump, what would be your mental preparation for them moving forward? Well, I tell them, you know, I kind of teach them what I do, right? Just kind of what I was telling Max right now, you have to do these things that I do every day. You know, I have clients ask me, Chandra, how do you get through these days? How do you get to that next level? And I say, you got it. You have to have these practices in place, right? It's what you're feeding your brain every day to get you pumped up, to keep that momentum going. The only way you're going to keep that momentum going is by that energy that you're getting from a podcast or you're getting from your coach, that you're getting from being in a circle, in a mastermind or a coaching program with people, other like-minded people to take you there, right? So you have to, it's, it's your surroundings that's going to take you there to the next level. You got to stay motivated. If you're not motivated, you're not going to try that next best thing. You also have to be fearless, not fearless. I don't believe in fearless. You have to move despite the fear because fear doesn't go anywhere. You have to be courageous and move past that fear because fear will always be there. So te- I, what I try to do to, in preparing them, Demo, I always push them to do something scary every day that they were kind of been avoiding. Oh, okay. so attacking your fears. Yes. Attacking your fear. We talked about this, Max. We attack those, yeah, because I don't believe, you know, like, I'm like, you're not going to die. I promise you won't die. You ain't getting shot. You won't die if you go live on Facebook. You're not going to die if you call that possible client. You will still be breathing when you're done. So I always challenge them to do the thing that they're they're, they're most scared of. Um, And I have to kind of push them so then they can see and they become more courageous. And if you can build somebody's courage brick by brick, Right. Mm-hmm. Then, then they get there. Then they could go to the next level. That but you, gotta, strong. That, has to, yeah, that has to that has to be built. And the only way you build that is by making them do those hard things that they've never done on their own. That's real. Yeah, that's real. It's it's kind of like building a threshold for for how much fear you can be comfortable with, because as you said, fear yeah. is not going away. It's not going anywhere, no. but it's how yeah. you can manage it and, and cope with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, we live in fear. I mean, I'm, I'm scared of driving, right? I'm scared of getting on the street. I'm scared of, you know, my next level, all these different things I'm scared of every day, but I still push past it. And that's kind of where you see the results is once you push past those things that you are scared of doing is usually where you see it's on the other side of success. You see the, the success when you do these things. Cause when I challenge my, my clients, Every time they do it, they see a result. And a lot of my clients just are, they're like, just do what Chandra tells you to do. 
Stop being so hard headed. You know, a lot of people think that they can do it their way and they're going to do it their way. They don't like, oh, it's not going to work. And everything she's saying is not going to work. And a lot of my clients is like, I, I wish I just would have listened, listened to Chandra in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, you know, I've been there and done that. I'm not just blowing shit out of my ass. I don't know if I could cuss on here. I'm sorry. because I do That's all you want. This is pure right. blue, uncut. <laughs> no, I don't I don't make this stuff up. And usually I coach off of experience. I coach off of what I've been through. Right. And then I also use all the tools that I've that I've gotten from my coaches. I've spent probably about eighty thousand dollars in coaching. Eighty thousand dollars. And I've been able to pay that back. I've been able to pay that back because I paid. You have to pay to play. You pay to play. It's an investment. You pay to get in rooms with people that know more than you. I pay to be coached by millionaires. This is because I have a bigger purpose, right? And I know if I'm going to invest in something, I'm going to make the money to pay that back. I'm not worried about it. I'm not looking at the initial investment. I always look at the long-term benefit. Mm-hmm. You get what catch that? Mm-hmm. Don't look at the initial investment. If you're going to invest in a coach or invest in some type of professional or personal development, everybody's looking at a, oh, it's $1,000. Oh, it's $2,500. Oh, it's $5,000. Oh, I don't want to let go of that money. I love that money so much. And not thinking that that five six thousand dollars that you invest could turn into you learning how to run a um, six figure multi six figure business for the next twenty five years. Mm-hmm. How much money you are getting a return on your investment tenfold if you can learn that right from a initial investment. But what we're always concerned about initial investment. It, it's it kind of that. it's kind of about this as we just discussed fear, but like a fear of sacrifice. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. The fear of sacrifice. But you know that what's funny is that we're so quick to sacrifice on a car. We'll go and invest and buy a car. We'll go in and and put a down payment on a house that we'll really never own. Mm. Uh, We'll go and pay for school loans. We'll go and sign up for school loans that will never pay off. But when it comes to personal professional development, we're like holding tight to that money because I think it's more of a newer concept nowadays but um, we definitely throw our ourselves and our liability you know on other things and, and not on ourselves uh, once I realized that I was the hottest commodity I was like I'm putting all my money behind me I'm the hottest commodity here and I didn't I wasn't shy about saying that to my family to my husband I'm like we need to put all the money behind me mm-hmm. <laughs> if, and if you're not on board run it, then- run it. <laughs> put it up I right. feel that because Who listen to the passion though. Listen to yeah. the passion. Yeah. Listen to the confidence. Listen to right. the it, that you're speaking clear. Like when your vision is clear and you know what you want, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That confidence that drives it. You can wake up every day. You have self-ambition, you have self-confidence, you have you have resilience because you're so passionate and you know that you're putting everything that you behind can behind it. Everything behind right. it. It's not materialistic. A car, a house, that's investing in something materialistic. But you're investing in thyself. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. You're driving it. And that's an investment for the future because it's yours. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I, I mean, it's it's really, once you know that this is your gift, mm. right? There's no stopping you. And, and then the proof is in the pudding and the results. So, right? Chandra. We talked mm-hmm. about identifying your gift. So right here, you know, we're both very like my, we know, we know, we both mm-hmm. know we got gifts and we use yes. them. 
and we're, we're yes. passionate about them. So, but when did you identify your gift? Wow. I think that I, <laughs> I think I've always known that I had a special gift of, I didn't know coaching at the time, but motivation, inspiration, right? Uh, I, when I was a teenager, I used to have a little notepad and I would write ideas about programs, about helping the community, about different things. And, and also I would be the speaker at every funeral. Like I, and I was like eight or nine, 10 years old. And I'm the one MC for the funeral. Like I'm the one that wanted to say something. <laughs> At the funeral, you know, you know, that's when families get together at funerals. And I was always the voice of the funeral. And I didn't realize it until later on in life. Like you were always on stage, right? You were always trying to put yourself in front of people to inspire, to make change. So I think from a young age, I didn't even realize it. And then as I got into the workforce, I was a teen mom. I was, you know, teen pregnancy. I got kicked out of three high schools um, in the school district. And then they they inducted me into their Hall of Fame. That's my claim to fame and my biggest award is to be kicked out of three schools. And then they induct me into their Hall of Fame. They that's never next, thought. Wow. And that's some next level transformation right there. That's, that's resiliency. Like, yeah. That's resiliency. And I, I walked across the stage pregnant. I walked across the stage pregnant. They probably thought, oh, this girl, get her out of here fast. Right? Like she is not our claim to fame. But then they, you know, and then I'm now I'm on their wall and I'm at the district office on the wall with many accomplished people. But um, well, look how many people you probably motivated with that story. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like to talk about it all the time because I have several awards, but that award means more to me than everything because it's my homegrown, it's East, it's called the East Side Hall of Fame. This is where I grew up. This is what I've done. You know, like there's a, a lot of girls like me that mm-hmm. I wasn't good in school, any of that. Like I would have, had to go to night school to catch up on my, on my, my credits just to graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wasn't that that student that they were like, is going to do big things. Like we, you know, we know Chandra's going to do big things. You have other people that I'm sure they were saying that about. Right. But I didn't realize. So then once I got into the workforce, I always worked my way up to the top very, very fast. And the CEOs or leaders would always see my leadership. Right. You've heard the term game, recognize game, right? Mm. Leaders recognize leaders, greatness, recognize greatness. And every time I got into a room, with great leaders, they embraced me. Mm. You already know we have a similar mentor named Walter. Mm-hmm. When Walter sees greatness, he takes them under their wing. Walter did that to me, right? And then another uh, man named Tommy Fulcher, he was a, a longtime leader in the community too. He took me under his wing and he put me in higher positions. He gave me opportunity. He, he it put me in front of people. And I've been always grateful to my mentors that seen greatness in me and always catapulted me and showed me more because they knew I had more inside of me. Um, so I always try to give back in that same way. If I see some greatness in you, I'm taking you under my wing and I'm kind of giving you more attention than I do everybody else. Absolutely. You know, amen to that. Max, Chandra been taking me under her wing. You know, she's taught me so much mentoring me, just like Walter did, mm-hmm. just like Walter did with Chandra. So is I'm very, very blessed. I'm very grateful for that, Chandra. Always know yeah. that. I, I know. I know you are. There's an immense power of, of mentorship. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, Chandra, one of the things that you've kind of talked about is this idea of, um, you know, sit at the table or, or be on the menu. And you kind of mm-hmm. mentioned that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this brings a, a good segue into that TED Talk that you gave. Uh, and what is the, the value or the role of mentorship in maybe it's an invitation to the table or showing that the person's always had an invitation? How does yeah. how do mentors... Uh, and what is the role of mentors in showing that somebody can take themselves off the menu? Well, I can only speak for how I did it, right? So <clears throat> seeing people, you know, as me being on, I was on the commission on the status for women for several years. Excuse me. Um, I've been on other boards for nonprofits and different groups, um, showing other people and bringing them along, you know, and, and showing them, look, you guys can do this. This is possible for you. Um, Bringing them to meetings, right? Bringing them to meetings so they can see it. Seeing how one person can make a difference on these boards and commissions by utilizing your voice and teaching them how to uh, step up as a leader and stand out. Don't just take a seat, but how do you use your voice and in that seat, right? Don't just warm up the seat, like really how to use your voice as a leader and step up (laughs) and really maximize that, that leadership what's so funny she said don't just warm up the seat <laughs> right because you know a lot of people just keep seats warm they're just that's seat funny. warmers that right? is funny they're just, they're just seat warmers you know we don't, we don't just, do that here don't just warm up the seat i need yeah. that i'm using that don't just right even if you're on the bench what are you doing right even if in the basketball <laughs> bench don't just warm up that seat seat you know don't be a bench warmer like don't what are you doing at practice right that's to motivate good. the team that are on the courts like are you when they coming off the court, are you hyping them up mm-hmm. or you are hyping them up because you're mad because you ain't on the court? Like, what are you doing in your seat at that moment of time, mm. holding your position? Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry, Max, I just go on a tangent, That's but right. you know what we're, I mean. we're tangent I hope people. you understand what I mean. So <laughs> mentorship is also, it's like, I can't be there forever. I have to move on. I've moved on. I moved on. I don't sit on boards and commissions right now because I've been super focused on my business, but I've had other women that came behind me that are there because I've introduced them to these roles and all the women that I've coached. Some of them have ran for office, although they're building businesses, they've seen the importance and they went and ran for office as well. They went and sat on commissions, took board positions. They took their seat at the table because they seen the importance of me talking about it and me being an example, right? I can't tell people to do something that I haven't done. Right. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Uh, I have Toya watching. She said, hey, Toya. Tell Toya, we said, what's up? Coach said, what's up? No. Do you know Toya? You guys have to check out Toya. Toya. Oh, Toya Fernandez. You guys have to Google her. You guys should have her on your show as a okay. matter of fact. Okay, connect to. us. Connect us with Toya, man. I will connect you guys with Toya. She is a powerhouse. She's one of the OGs of Powerhouse Academy. Um, she's killing it in music and in social justice, but she she's a major player. Love that. No, that's My girl. Time. So, <laughs> so Chandra, you know, yeah. I got two daughters now. Mm-hmm. Right? Daughters of color. Mm-hmm going to be powerful powerhouse females okay taking over the world what are yeah. three three characteristics slash values that i should be harping on them on the daily 
hyping them up. Mm-hmm. You got to hype them up every day. I got that. To, right. I know you do. So you're doing all you're all, I know you're already doing a great job, right? Communicate, talk to them, right? Just be open with them. I wish I knew better, you know, and I, and I was able to start over with my kids, right? Because now my kids are grown. Um, but if I knew what I knew now, if I knew back then what I know now, right, I would have done things a whole lot different. You really have to mold your kids, you know, like not control them, but you have to give, you have to feed into them. You have to constantly feed into them. You have to love on them. You have to hype them up. You have to make them like, make them believe that they're the shit like all the time. Right. So yes. then when they get out in the world, nobody can phase them. Right. When they get out in the world, nobody can phase them because they're like, I know who I am. I ain't worried about it. I've been hyped up all my life. Like I know I'm the best, whether mm-hmm. I'm 500 pounds or what, you know, or whether I, you know, whatever, I don't care how I look. I I'm have that confidence is within. Right. So I think, and then also identifying their, um, their gifts, right? Helping them find it, not being, not forcing them into something, right? If they're good at speaking and they want to be on the debate team, but you are the basketball coach, right? You want them to play basketball, let her be on the debate team, <laughs> right? Let her in the cheerleading team. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just let her, let, let, let them do what, what their heart desires right. and not force anything upon them. Right. That that's my advice mm. for that and hype them up, because then if you hype them up, nobody can phase them out on those streets. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, growing up with four sisters, you know, the one thing I think now is more important than ever, even f- just for the youth period, is the mental aspect. But being mentally tough, OK, because to be mentally tough, the this whole new day of social media, you actually yeah. have to be mentally tough to scroll because uh-huh. if you start comparing with the rest you're gonna become depressed you're gonna be popping pills you're gonna be doing all type of junk right you gotta be mentally tough to actually look at society and know that know about know to have gratitude know to have humility know that i'm just here to be the best version of myself and i don't have to compare with the rest right right we're car- we're comparing ourselves to filters we're comparing ourselves to people's highlights of their life. People don't put the bad stuff on Facebook. Okay. And I'm talking to Facebook too here Mm -hmm. and, you know, and to the people on the show, we put our highlights on here. So I put my highlights and and I tell people that all the time that, you know, you might think I have a great life. I have everything, my business, everything is good. I'm not putting the drama that I have in my life. I'm not putting the setbacks. I'm not putting back, you know, people that want to sue me or people that want, you know, that don't like me or things going on in, in, in my relationships. Like I'm not putting that stuff on you. You guys are watching the highlights of people's lives. So once you realize you're just seeing the highlights, you're not seeing everything else. It helps a little bit. Right. And also seeing you're seeing filtered pictures, right? They're not as beautiful as you think they are. (laughs) Right. right. Right? Nowadays, you can make yourself look skinnier. You can make your skin look perfect. Like all these things, you have to be mentally tough. This is why I always say at the end of the day, um, I have a course before before the women come through my program. It's called rewrite your mental constitution. Say that again. Rewrite your mental constitution. Damn, that's heavy. Yes, because Mm. it's the law that we have in our brains, right, that have been programmed in our brains all of our lives to think, act a certain way, whether it's our culture, 
right? Religion, how we're supposed to be as women that pertaining to my program as women. So we rewrite it. We, we tell a different story, right? We, we, we program it different. We reprogram. So they have to go through that course before they can even start Powerhouse Academy. So this is why I said the mindset is so important because if you're going to work with me, you're, you're going to be on social media. So you have to be mentally tough to be able to not compare yourself all the time to Susie over here who is making a, a, a $100,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I want to make $100,000 a month too, Chandra. How do I do that? And like, work, well, her work is it. different. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. working like, her work right now. <laughs> we've been doing this 10 years, right? Like you just started last week. Slow down, girl. Slow down. <laughs> right. There's levels to this, like Meek said, right? Levels. There's levels exactly. Levels, There's levels to levels it. Levels to this. And, and you have to be realistic with the level you're at. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be yeah. realistic. And realistic comes from your environment's accountability they have for you. Mm -hmm. Right. If my choosing the what you said in the beginning of the show, choosing the right environment, first changing your thoughts and changing yeah. your environment to produce mm -hmm. growth for the sake yeah. of it. So if my environment is not holding me accountable, I might my, my I it won't be real realistic around me. Right. Right. Or they're not like feeding you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like yeah. if your environment isn't feeding you either too yeah. you have to be fed yeah you have um, to be so fed people, with growth yeah you, people like people with a passion and a purpose that have found it they need to be fed by their environment not necessarily like you need hype people all the time but your partner or people need to believe in you right you've been they in an environment yeah you've been in an environment with it's about the energy Right. If mm -hmm. you see, we could be doing two different things, but if we both crying in, working hard, we're like always trying to be better, better than yesterday. Mm -hmm. Right. Then, right. Then we all going to be better. We're all here for the same goal. And that's to be great, to be great at mm -hmm. what we're doing, to be the best right. version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. you can tell when that environment's that that energy is not the same. No, it is. And you got to change it. Um, and I've, I've been through that. I've been through that. You know, I've, I've, been, I've had to change my environment in order to thrive. Sometimes you have to make very, very tough decisions if you want to grow. Because you're not going to, if you are not growing in the place that you're at or your environment, you have to be able to be smart enough to say, this isn't working. I have to move on or I have to do something drastic in order to go to that next level. And usually you have to fall on your face. And you have to be in very vulnerable situations before you can get to that next level. And it might seem like a setback, but it's actually just a, a comeback. Uh, you're, you're preparing for that next level. We call them but growing pains. Yes, growing pains for sure, Max, for sure. And they're always going to be there to go to the next level in business, in entrepreneurship, in success. It is Success is like, it's like a damn roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. People see, you know, they see the highlight reels. Success right? is a it's, lifestyle. It ain't going to sacrifice it's your life. But that's also why you can't judge it, you know, day by day, because one day you're up, one other day you're down. Uh, you know, so you have to if you if you can right now, this is it's tough because we live in in the our lives in, in every moment we're in. But we often don't stay in the present. We're often thinking about what went wrong yesterday or mm. the things that are like right that yes. are causing us anxiety about tomorrow as opposed to just focusing on what we need to do right now 
and then take a step back and kind of mm-hmm. more objectively see the overall trend of where we're going. Right. 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 Yeah. You have to be mentally strong Mm. to be successful. You have to be mentally strong. If you're not mentally strong, um, you're going to fail. And you, so you have to do the work to become mentally strong, right? It's not like you're just born mentally strong. So you have to do the work because if, if not, if you don't do the work on the mental first, then you are going to fail. You are, you're definitely going to fail because there are days when like, I'm looking at my bank account and I'm like, Oh, Yes, this is why I do this. And then like the next day I gotta pay all my damn bills, all my business bills, personal bills. I'm like, why am I doing this? I am so broke right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's part of the sacrifice, right? I I'm I'm reinvesting in my business. I'm making a sacrifice right now, right? I'm I that that's what I'm doing. I'm making a sacrifice right now. You know, what I know that it's depositing and it's gonna pay off later. Um, and I'm not out spending money on crazy, ridiculous things. It's like most of my money goes back into my business. So you have to be mentally strong to deal with these times where you're building, right? Because you don't just get there. A lot of people, they, they, they want that. I'm telling you, I invest in systems and staff and, and the processes. Like I have staff working on things behind the scenes that people don't see. Right. But I have to invest that money in order for my systems to work smoother later, for money to flow in smoother later, right? For things just to be automated and fast later. So people are, people are, it's a sacrifice that you have to make and you have to be mentally strong to get through these days where you're you're like, damn, I know I'm successful, but I don't feel it, right? I'm not on a yacht somewhere like laying out, spending and balling out of control (laughs) Um, right now. But you know, that's where people see success to me, my success are all my clients who are winning. That's success to me. Success is not me buying a yacht. Me, I, I did buy a Range Rover because I wanted one. But that was like one gift that I did for myself because I've worked so hard to get here. Um, but other things like I'm, I'm always going to invest right back into my business. I love that. And on that note, we're going to end with uh, that idea that mental toughness is crucial and the foundation, the cornerstone for success. And that's the the habits, as we discussed, that we need to build um, in order to step into our power, claim our seat at the table so we are not an item on the menu. Uh, Yes. Thank you so much for joining uh, Coach Dino today. Yes. Um, Thank you, Max. Thank you, Coach Demo. I appreciate you guys. It was fun. Yeah, it was wonderful hearing hearing your perspective and, and you tell your story. So thank thank you. you. Thanks again, Chandra.